Hey friend, real quick before we start the meat of this week's episode, we wanted to let you know that we have today available for you, just in time for Pride Month, the Loving Boldly Coloring Book. We put this coloring book together because we wanted to help people understand the different terms um, that are in the gay community. And while we don't cover all of them, we do our best to cover a few and have this as a starting point. This is volume one of hopefully more coloring books to come, a starting point to understand uh, the queer terminology and queer references so that we can be better allies in our friends and family's life. Now, if you identify as queer, this is also just a fun coloring book to pick up and enjoy with friends and family or just on your own. Uh, We have this available today. The link is in our show notes, or you can pick it up at www.theboldlogic.com forward slash coloring book. Uh, We do have them on sale for the next two weeks, and then they're going to go up in price a bit. So if you want to get in with this first batch of coloring books, go pick yours up now and let's start showing some love and understanding to our queer community as we dive into Pride Month. We are so excited about Pride Month. We have some great episodes planned for you. This is such an awesome opportunity to have conversations around the queer community to maybe open up dialogue with your kids, with family member, with friends. So we hope that you will pick one up today. We do have a limited number of them because, of course, we're a small business and we want to see how these are received and accepted. So if you want one, go pick one up now. And again, they are on sale for just the next two weeks. So that's this week and then next week, and then they will be off sale. So go grab yours right now. Thank you so much for being here, for showing your love and support to us. And we are going to dive in to this week's episode. I think when you're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home parent in general, that sometimes you get in that mindset, well, I I need to be home. I should be with them. I should be the one making all the plans and making sure they're not bored and all these things. And really, we can change that mindset and let it go. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we just told Stevie us to stop whispering. I don't know why you guys think I whisper so oh, much. Oh, my gosh. And they were also making fun of me right before I hit record. Why were you guys making fun of me? You About looked what? at each other and were making fun of me. One of I many reasons, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing an interview the other day. That's good. Yeah. It was Monday. And... It was with our happy divorce, and they have a similar situation to this, to us, where they all get along and have made it work. And so it was fun to chat with them about that. But one of the things they were talking about is like you connecting because you know the other person so well. Like you guys make fun of me for things that really only you two know about me because you've lived with me as an adult for (laughs) numerous years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like you guys connect on that often because you can make fun of stuff that I do. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> At my expense. I just think I it's feel funny. like you two are getting more of that opportunity now, though. <laughs> we make fun of you all the time. Because now that I work with Matt, 
surely there's more things that you <laughs> come to. You, you know what one of them is? No. Do I want to? I don't know. Is it on the calendar? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's sometimes where Steve will miss something, a meeting or something. I was like, it was on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> so you're pulling True. that from our co-parenting life yeah. into work life. Steve is on the calendar. <laughs> yeah, because Steve, you always ask Jessica something in regards to pennies on the yeah. calendar. And if it's not, well, I'm in it's not on the calendar. <laughs> I'm in trouble for it if it's not on the calendar. Steve doesn't know how to put things on the calendar unless it's his vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just saw something coming up in... What, a week or so? Two weeks? Yeah. Where are you going? Grand Canyon run. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to run the Grand Canyon. How far of a run is that? 22 miles. Is this a race or just on your own? No, I'm doing it with some friends. Okay, so just a group, but like not Mm -hmm. a race. And it'll, I don't know that we're going to, I mean, it's super steep, so I'm sure there will be a whole lot more hiking than running. Yeah, but still. Yeah, rim to rim. That's fun. Yep. It's just for your birthday, isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty intense elevation That's actually just a coincidence, just the time it ended up being was my birthday weekend and i was even more excited about that because that's an epic thing to do call it a birthday miracle a birthday miracle (laughs) i'm just trying to see 39 yeah you're almost 40 i know you're both almost 40 what (laughs) steve's older than me though it's true by six months (laughs) is it even a full six months no (laughs) matt just likes to say that I was confused 39. earlier this year because how old did you just turn, Jessica? Thirty-seven. Why was I confused then? <laughs> <laughs> He's anyway, confused. Why he was confused? You were much closer to me in age than you ever have been before, and I was like, "How is that?" I thought she was like two years behind me. How is she now? <laughs> but it's because I was confused about how old I am. I thought I was thirty-eight. No, I thought I was thirty. I guess I thought I was thirty-seven. <laughs> And you're like, how are we the same age? Yeah, that's what it was. I was like, wait a minute. How did you catch up to me? <laughs> You've never caught up to me before. Physics is hard. <laughs> is that a physics thing? I don't or, know. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> this is the thing is, Matt had me questioning if it was a physics thing or not. When he said that, I'm like, is it? <laughs> That's not all the time. Did we talk about on our first date? It wasn't our first date. We were hanging out in your backyard because we couldn't go out because you ended up with your kids. So we were hanging out in Matt's backyard. Sorry, talking to Matt here. No one can see who you're looking at, Jessica. Yeah, I am like directly (laughs) at Matt. And we're hanging out in his backyard chatting around a little fire back there. And he's telling me romantic. why <laughs> you had a girlfriend at the time. That is correct. <laughs> Who wow. was not me. You play a... We were just chatting, hanging out. Nothing. She forced her way over. <laughs> uh-uh. You guys probably weren't considering this a date, I'm guessing. I, you called it a date, Jessica, I had invited we were just you to go somewhere with me. You invited me to go on a date, and I said no. You couldn't go because you ended up having your kids. Oh, I, you were going it, it to go. It was. We we're you, going to a friend's party. We were going to a friend's party, and I invited mm, him. And here's the deal, too. To Matt, had, gray area. Matt had not been dating his girlfriend for that long, so he. I Only think nine you were months. like, no, it was like three, <laughs> okay. three weeks, three weeks, not three months. He okay. was like, it was fresh. 
So we hung out in the backyard. So fresh and so clean. <laughs> we're around this little campfire. Your cousin was in and out too. It's not like we were there by ourselves. Right. And you're telling me the reason women first started shaving their legs is because the pioneer women would sit around the campfire and their leg hairs would get singed because they'd hike their dresses up just a little bit. And so they decided to start shaving their legs so that their legs hair is leg that, hairs wouldn't get singed. Is, that's correct. Is that physics too, Matt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember sitting there. He got rid of the singed hair smell around the campfire for the pioneers, so that's why they started shaving their yeah. legs. Sure, don't believe that story. <laughs> Google it. Google it. And this is what he does to me all the time. He'll tell me stuff. I have no idea if he's serious or not, and he'll be like, "Google it. Just look it up, Jessica." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> because if I look it up, you're just going to make fun of me because I believed you." But if I don't look it up, maybe it's real. <laughs> so <sighs> she waits until you're gone and then she Googles it. Sometimes. And then, she, <laughs> and then clears the history. <laughs> hey, Siri, why did the pioneers first start shaving their legs? I don't think the pioneers ever shaved their legs. Also, does anyone else get pioneers and pilgrims mixed up? No. Every time I say... <laughs> Every time you say what? Every time I say one of those, I have to like in my mind... Take a second to make sure I'm using the right one. Which century was this in? But still, they're similar. Very similar. Yeah. They both start with P. They both, start <laughs> they both went on they a pilgrimage. They have the same number of letters. <laughs> 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 they both went on pilgrimages or pioneerages. Pilgrimages. <laughs> yeah. They're they both pioneers and they're both pilgrims. Right. I think they are, you know, you could see intertwine those two. Somebody fact check this, please. <laughs> can you in? Can you? Do we have an official fact checker of no, our podcast? We should have we one. Should. You know who would be a good fact checker for our podcast? Tyler. <laughs> well, other than Tyler, Tyler is our fact checker. Checker for something. I run into him on Saturday night, and I told him, "I'm like, do you know how often you come up in the podcast? Because anything that we're a little unsure of, we're like, we need to ask Tyler. That <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not sure if it's politically correct." Because we want to be politically correct. So is pilgrims or pioneers? Is that, can that be, <laughs> is that politically correct to be intertwined and interchanged? No. So who do you think needs to be our fact checker? I was going to say Amanda, Matt's sister. Uh, oh. I yeah. feel like she would love to be a fact checker and tell us when we've messed up. <laughs> she loves calling me on my bull crap. With, that's what I sisters are her. for. <laughs> So, Amanda, fact check this for us, please. And it all started with age and physics. <laughs> Steve, I was catching up to Steve and age. Pretty soon I'm going to be older than you. Yeah. And you're not going to know what happened. <laughs> you did post a picture this week where I literally thought it was your mom at first glance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That happens all the time. I am getting more wrinkles, which to me just... Shows a life well lived. I, I embrace wrinkles. See my forehead? You see this? I see it. Matt's falling asleep. Nope. All right. So I feel like we should report on Matt's second Rona t uh, shot just to be transparent in how <laughs> mine was great. I didn't have issues. It was great. <laughs> it was fine. Like, I mean, I didn't <laughs> wow. notice anything. She never heard so him described it. It was like Disneyland, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, go, she'll go again. She's in line. <laughs> So, Matt went down. <laughs> yeah, how'd it go? Yeah, I got my second COVID shot on Monday. So Today's two Wednesday. days ago. And Monday night, 
Monday night, about 10 p.m. 12 hours after. Felt like it came on real hard. I was getting fever, chills, muscle aches, body aches. The next morning he stands up and he's like swaying as he's walking through the room. (laughs) I'm like, all right, you just need to get back into bed. Yeah, I tried to give it a go. And then I called him in sick for all of his responsibilities. (laughs) (laughs) It is so interesting to me that this vaccine can make people feel the symptoms that they're trying to avoid by... For 24 hours. Yeah, and you were fine. Basically, last night you started feeling better and then you woke up this morning and you seemed good. Yeah, I'm good. Definitely better than having it for 10 days, though, or however long people have it for, other than me. The side effects, right? Like, it just lasts. Yeah. Because you're still struggling with breathing. I know people who their smell and taste have gotten totally jacked up. Yeah. Like, one guy we heard about, (laughs) everything tastes like and smells like crap now. So he's lost all this weight, like sewage. And so he's like, pukes every time he eats because it tastes so bad. And it's It's been like three or four months. Like That's nuts. So it does some weird stuff. So, but each his own to yep. what you feels right for you. <laughs> I feel like my lungs are just barely getting back to close to normal. And I swear my voice is still a little weird because of this. Your voice is so weird. <laughs> Blame COVID. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. You guys were going to share something with me from a listener that you two know, but you didn't tell oh, me. Yeah. It's nothing like top secret or anything. We just. It's top secret. I'm glad we acted like it was, though. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wondering ever since. Do we have secrets for now Jessica she's losing now. sleep over it. Yeah, right. Last night, Steve came to pick up Penny, and we were eating dinner. And then I was like, we have plenty of food. And he stayed at the table talking to us. I'm like, do you just want to eat dinner? So then he just sat and ate dinner. And this is one of the things that came up, and you guys wouldn't tell me. Yeah, but the funny part about that was the fact that five <laughs> minutes earlier, Steve had already told us that he's going to get dinner with one of his friends. And then you both forgot. <laughs> And you offered him dinner, and he forgot that he was going to get dinner, and he He ate ate dinner. It's all right. And I still had second dinner. (laughs) It was delicious. It's so funny. We both literally forgot within five minutes. And I was sitting at the dinner table totally pathetic, and I didn't even bother saying, hey, didn't you just say you were going to go get dinner? (laughs) He just let him eat it. All right. He's too tired to even speak up. (laughs) I'm always game for Multiple dinners. <laughs> yeah. And so is Penny. Yep. So. <laughs> no, but uh, last week, the episode that dropped, we talked about Mother's Day and specifically about how you, Jessica, on Mother's Day, you control what you make Mother's Day as however you want it to yeah. be. You yeah, plan I, the day you yeah. want it to be. Yeah. And, and one of our listeners that advice to someone, which yeah, yeah, on the episode, yeah, one of our listeners came to us and said, "Hey, this year has been my best Mother's Day ever because oh, I made it how I wanted it. Put the intention behind it, right? Yeah, and there was no expectations for anybody else to do anything else. Yeah, and that's what she said. Well, good. That's awesome. I'm glad I helped out another mother. Yeah, that was our top <laughs> secret secret." Well, and I feel like sometimes, I mean, even sometimes when you do that, it doesn't go as planned and there's still some letdown, but at least there are good parts in that day, right? Like it's still, it still creates some joy. Every day there's good parts. Of course. But I mean, often on days like that, you can just focus in on everything that's not working or not happening. And this allows you to focus more in on what did happen that was good. Well, it's interesting because one of our talks in church on Mother's Day, well, there was two talks, and one of them 
all had to do about prostitutes. Oh. And the other, <laughs> Jessica, it was no wonder you were making that face just now. Then Jessica, the other, the other talk, she alluded to the fact that she doesn't like Mother's Day because we have this one day where she feels like moms are celebrated, but then all 364 other days, moms are like shunned because they. <laughs> <laughs> because we do all of the things. Yeah. Because everybody's bitter that we're teaching them and helping them learn and grow and feeding them. And yeah, or the kids <laughs> complain because they're trying to, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So your two talks were... Uh, prostitutes. Know, and anti-Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, on Mother's no, Day. So, so, <laughs> it was a very interesting sacrament meeting, and I got the points of both of them. There was good points, but it was very interesting to listen to. Not your typical Mother's Day church talks. The other thing that we did learn was the origins of Mother's Day, which I thought was super interesting, and that it was not intended initially to celebrate mothers. What so, was it? Uh, <laughs> I was trying to remember that, and I was hoping you wouldn't ask. Fact me. check. Fact, <laughs> Fact check. Physics. It had to do with <laughs> mothering. Mothering in general, but not necessarily mothers. There was huh? a difference. Look it up. Eh? It was really interesting. To hear the origins. And In fact, had, the lady who had to do with war, who started initially the Mothering Day, yeah, she boycotted Mother Day, yeah, Day. because it became too commercialized, and she didn't, she, she didn't like that, that so yeah. she was boycotting it, and she was the one who initially started this, and I think it was like to provide support for soldiers or something along those lines. Yeah, I'm just confused about what mothering is, like what was being celebrated initially. Is Mothering is any troops? Yeah, like well any action that, you know, shows nurturing. nurture to somebody else. So yeah. anybody's capable of mothering, right? But there are people who are specifically mothers and she was putting there was a line there was a difference between those for her. So Interesting. It was interesting. I really I enjoyed that talk a lot. I learned a lot. Yeah. Obviously I don't remember a whole lot. So what did it have to do with prostitutes? <laughs> no, that was, the, that was the other talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what did prostitutes have to do with Mother's Day? So she was talking about women in the Bible. I stopped listening after she said prostitutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Her point was that women in the Bible that are mentioned, they mostly come to be mothers through unconventional means. There are like three of them that she talked about that are prostitutes. There are several of them that were Uh, Like, got, they were switched from brother to brother because the brothers kept dying. Mm. And then she wasn't getting pregnant, but she was promised that she would have seed. Like, that's what they did back then. And so she went to, huh? Rebecca? No, it's just somebody else. Gosh dang it. I was about to be so proud for remembering something from the I mean, she was another one, though, that was probably unconventional. Mm. Like, most of them are. Most of the women who are mentioned. And so that was her point is, listen, most of these women came to be mothers by unconventional means, but their offspring was still used and they were utilized to bring forth good things. It was interesting. It's very different. That was the point. But like anything mm-hmm. in our in the time of the world, there's progression. And yeah. I, I'm sure that a prostitute in biblical times isn't what we refer to a prostitute nowadays. I'm sure that's I'm sure it was slightly ch- different. changed quite a bit. I don't know. It was just but, interesting to here and to think about yeah and you know causes some discussion with her 11 year old and <laughs> figuring out what a prostitute is and... i don't think she brought it up <laughs> she wasn't listening 
Maybe she was. I don't know. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. I don't believe that's a topic that's come up with Penny and I. I think I've talked to her a little bit about that, but I don't know. I don't remember. And I was waiting for her to ask and she didn't. So I was like, oh, whatever. Uh, the day before Mother's Day, my mom fell, hit walking, cut her head open again, had to get eight stitches. So sad. She's a black guy. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I thought. No. When we saw her the other day at the piano thing. Yeah. I didn't like it. I was like, one of these times she's going to fall, she's going to get a concussion or something bad's going to happen. And There's not going to be any other times. Okay. Thanks. It's not going to happen again. I like my mom. I want her to stick around for a long time. I'm just going to give her a walker. <laughs> I appreciated Steve's concern too. He was like, keep me posted. Let me know if she's all right. And when she came, she came right to my house after she got her stitches. And I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. She'll be fine. I know she will be. Let's dive into today's topic. As we all turn to the whiteboard. <laughs> our kids Episode are... 104, Navigating <laughs> Summer. I think this is their last week of summer or school, which uh, seems nuts. That is so weird to me. This yeah, is Hank, actually, they're actually school. <laughs> done. <laughs> Hank oh, just no, told it's me the last it's week. two and a half weeks. Yeah. He's got two and a half weeks of school left. I'm like. But when this airs, it will be the yeah. last week of school. And I always get like a little, a little stressy. Anxiety. A little anxiety about summer because we've had a lot of big moments in the co-parenting situation that happened during the summer. Yeah. And so I have, I, care, I guess I and carry a little a reminder, bit of trauma. A that. reminder of that is our co-parent with my children try to make it a point that if I'm not home with the kids, then they should be in her care. Yeah. Which that's not how it works. No, like Matt works during the day. It's not like you're leaving them home with me all week or something like that. It's just that. And, but even if work. I did, yeah. that'd totally be fine. And that's an acceptable thing. Like, yeah, when you remarry, your kids are going to be in the care of your and that's spouse. And that's kind of how I took it. While like, you're at work or while you're doing whatever. Just Yeah. So I, I don't know. I could go on about this for days. It's like, but I can, you, you want to be, you want to punish me for working. Like, right. come on. Yes. I can see why that makes a stressful summer for you guys, though, if that's something you have to navigate. Yeah. Or at least and, it did. And at this point, do, but. yeah. And at this point, it's in the court order that it doesn't matter if they're home with me. That's not something that can be fought unless Matt's gone for longer than 48 hours. And honestly, if Matt's gone overnight, we always just give her like the option First to take right. the kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you want to take them? It's fine because it's just, it's easier for her. It's easier for the kids. It's more comfortable for her, I should say, more comfortable for the kids. And well, honestly, for me too. That seems to me like yeah. common. Well, and that's always fantasy. what we do, Steve, right. right? Like if you can't take her, then you always come to me. If I can't keep her overnight, I always come to you. Right. Even though Matt's it here. Yeah. yeah, it's still our first go, and then it's usually my parents, and then I think I've only left her overnight maybe once with just you, Matt. I don't even know if I have, but anyways. I don't remember. So summer can get a little stressful, and I actually had somebody reach out to me about this the other day, and they're like, how do you navigate this? What do you do? And so yeah. I figured I should share some of the things that have kind of helped us out 
still doesn't mean that I don't get a little bit of anxiety around it. But like last summer was great, which is ironic because we were all in quarantine. Well, we had practice, you know. Yeah. We had March, April, and May to practice. <laughs> That's and then true. We had June, July, August to actually play the game. And then they didn't go back to school. So, <laughs> so we're, we've gotten really good at this now. <laughs> See, and it's it's funny to me that I'm trying to even think of like what is majorly different for me. It's nothing for you because I still work, and whether it's the school year or the summer, I am dropping penny off either at school or at your house. Yeah, and it does make me think like if you, Steve, were married to somebody who was a stay-at-home parent, mm-hmm. what would we do? Would Penny still come to my house in the day, or would it be depending on what work that day? Like I don't know. But it's not a situation Steve and I have actually had to navigate. Penny just comes home when Steve goes to work. So nor nor will it be. <laughs> you don't want to leave and see that's the thing you I'm wouldn't sure leave. That her. will not ever be a situation we will face. Yeah, probably not. But you never know. So, so this person was stressed and reaching out. They're like, "What do I do? Like, I'm going to have these kids more than I've ever had them, and we have mass kids every other week. And so it is, you know, when they don't have school." And Matt's at work, it falls on me. Yeah. And and a few things we've talked about before, like things I've let go of, is I don't enforce rules really or any of those things when Matt's not here. To a point. Like, yes, there are things that I do enforce, but there are things that I... Let's be clear. She's not the enforcer. No. Like that's... And, that, and she's taking that role and that's fine. Yeah. So how do you... I mean, obviously... Jessica, Matt's kids aren't just going to be doing whatever the heck they want and you're not saying a word. How do you guys, what does that look like? Like, So in general, our kids are pretty good. So that's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if there's a current issue that needs to be taken care of, she'll message me and say, oh, hey, this, is Matt. this isn't, you know, this isn't kosher. Let's, let's get this figured out. Can you have a conversation with so-and-so? Call him so up. you would like call him. Mm-hmm. From your work day and yep. hey, say, hey. There have been times he's come home and picked kids up and taken them to work with him because there's been issues wow. and different things like that. So that's how we've navigated it is if there's something that like needs to be dealt with right then that's a big deal, I get a hold of Matt. And that's easier. Not easier. What's the word? It's not that's, easier. That, but that's better than yes. you, Jessica, enforcing yes. a rule. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's not, not everybody can do that, right? Like that's no, something that's we're able to do nice. because Matt owns his own business and he doesn't work very far from home. So, and it doesn't happen that often, but it's happened on occasion. So those are things that we do. Another thing that I've found that's really helpful for me and for the kids is finding camps or like even just an hour or two of a camp during the day that's Every day of the week or so whatever. So like rec, rec camps. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, like rec- there was a like the two-week science camp that the YMCA did or something. Yeah. Several hours a day for Penny, right? Yeah. In fact, just the other day, Hank came to me. He's like, Dad, remember that one camp that I did for disc golf? Yeah. I really want to do that again. Oh, sweet. So. So there's things like that. <laughs> and That's smart. And this is the thing is, it's not like I'm we're pawning off the kids. It's that we're getting them engaged in things that they want to do. Yeah. But at the same time, it's got to be healthy to have time away from each other. Healthy on both yes. sides. You yes. need some time away from kids. Kids need some time away from yeah. parents that they're stuck with all day, all summer. Yeah. So it makes sense. And when things were 
harder with like Penny's relationship with Matt's kids because sometimes that's an issue too. It also helped, like you were saying, Steve, to have me enroll Penny in things Mm -hmm. and just know, okay, this takes my mind off of things. Like I don't have to worry about any of it. So I've done it with Penny too. It's not just that I do it with my stepkids, but we try to get all of them involved in things. So then it switches up the dynamics. It keeps kids busy. It gives them something to be excited for. And it gives everybody a break in some way. Yep. So I'm curious. Y'all put in a pool, what, two summers ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has that changed your summers and your... Yes. Yeah, it has. That is one thing that they usually all enjoy doing together. Yeah. Which was part of the reason we did it, because we knew they probably would. I don't know. I was present once for a... <laughs> He splashed me. Yeah. She splashed me. But I... <laughs> Those moments are going to happen no matter well, what. I only splashed you because you splashed me because you because I splashed you. <laughs> well, my response to that is you're in a pool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless they're being blatant jerks. I just splashed them both. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I cannonballed them right in the face. And yeah, those moments are going to happen, but for the most part, it's something they go enjoy doing together or like two of them will head out there together and have fun. It just, it's something for him to do. And it's been good, I feel like. Oh, for sure. And it's got to take up a ton of, I would hope, eliminate a ton of, I'm bored, what can we do? Yeah. But at the same time, before we had a pool, we would get passes to the city city pools. pools. Yeah. And I would take them. Every day. times a week. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I think it was one of the summers before you two were married, but we ran like ran some numbers and it was like most days of the summer, Penny had gone swimming twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, this was not when you guys had a pool. Yeah. I would take her. She would do swim twice. lessons and then mm-hmm. you would take her to the city pool. And I don't know. Yeah. It was just something you guys were always doing. There were always friends there and. I mean, it was great. Sunny and beautiful and gets the kids tired out. And and, yeah, yeah. so many great reasons. For us, that's our thing. Like that's one thing that we go enjoy together, everybody. And it's awesome. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody asked me the other day, so what does Penny have planned for the summer? And I said, swimming and then some more swimming. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And people keep asking us what we have planned. And we're like, we have no plans. Swimming at the Y, swimming at her mom's, swimming at the city pool. Yeah. (laughs) Swimming at Quinn's Pond. Um, And then Lagoon. And then Lagoon. Yes. And we're going to go this, when Penny and I go every year, it's always after the water park is closed in the fall, but we're actually going to get to go when the water park is open this year. Nice. Yeah. I always try to plan things like that too, whether it actually costs money or things like Quinn's Pond is a pond here in Boise that has artificial beaches. and and Yeah. It's just a park and open to the public. Yeah. And it's a great place to go just to switch things up. Like, hey, we're going to take a picnic and go here. We used to go up to Lucky Peak when the kids were younger, which is the same idea. Like, go up, take a picnic, invite some friends. It's free. And it just switches things up just enough or gives like one thing to look forward to during the week. That was something we started embracing a lot with the girls last summer when we were in quarantine was just having one thing planned that at the end of the week that they were looking forward to to go doing. Well, and Penny loves that. Yes. She always wants to know some plan and have something yeah. to look forward to. I think the hardest thing for a lot of parents around this, though, is the mindset of, well, I, I don't want to just feel like my kids, like I'm just pushing them out. I don't want them to feel like I'm pushing them out to, and I don't want them in my home. And that's the thing that you have to change in your own mindset, right? 
What? Are you talking about like reverting back oh, to camps? Oh, right. <laughs> or what are you re- what are you referring to? Yeah. Okay. Like planning those things to send them out. Sometimes I can feel like I'm failing as a stepmom. I'm failing because I don't want to have these kids here all day. I feel this with my own kid too, not no, just with no, not just no, one needs, yeah. no one needs to feel like they have to want to be with their kid all the time. <laughs> but That's, so many people so, do. Feel like but, they should want to be well, with their kid all the time. Mm-hmm. Especially dealing with a high conflict co parent yeah. or a high conflict parent. For example, what I just shared, like it was a curse for me not spending time with my kids in the eyes of the other parent. You're not spending time with them, so they should be with me, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's. Oh, so you were surely feeling anytime you had to be at work or had to be away from your kids, you felt I felt guilty that guilt. I felt guilty for being at work because I wasn't spending that summertime with my children, and so it was just like, of course, and if that and, guilt is being forced on you, like it's hard it not to. Really hard. It's hard not to be guilty. Yeah. And but, granted, there's a difference between. Like staying forever at work and not spending time with your family versus putting in a forty-hour work week. Which there is, there is a line there that's, that's, that's reasonable. That's the other funny thing is Matt during the summer usually makes it a priority to try to not work forty hours or to like be home. He'll go in well, earlier in the morning so then he can come home in the afternoon. Things like that is what I mean. Yeah, but here's the thing: like that, that it shouldn't matter. Yeah, right. It shouldn't matter. And so, yeah, I can relate to that guilt of yeah. not being, not spending the time with the kids because it, it, it was forced down my throat of you're not spending the time with the kids, so this should be in my care. Really? Like, this, but this is my time. Mm-hmm. And part of my and time is- And you also is, have to have a job to live. And, and what does it hurt to show and give the example of the kids that- Work's important. Work is important, yeah. Right. But then I also think back to my childhood where my parents, they allowed me to go play with my friends all of the time. Like I, I could be out of the house playing with the kids or playing with the kids in the neighborhood all of the time. And I truly think that who I am today probably has to do a lot with that, of being able to have the freedom to go out and, and hang out with whoever I want. I mean, yeah, yeah. granted, they were friends my age and weren't weirdos in, in the neighborhood. But anyways. But it wasn't like having they the freedom felt of that play. you needed to be home all the time because no. they needed that time with you. Instead, you're facilitating opportunities for your kids. Right. And that's where the mindset shift needs to happen for a lot of us is you're not you're not just pushing these kids out. You're not just saying I don't want them. You're creating opportunities for them to go have fun, to grow, exactly. to learn something new, to go to go socialize and all these things. And I think that's so hard for some people because they get stuck on that. Well, I, I should want them home all the time. They should be fine here. I shouldn't feel this way about it. Also thinking about it, one of the things that I learned growing up, being in the homes of all of these different families of my friends, like I saw that there's diversity. Yeah. There's diversity. Like my family is a lot different than this family. And that's okay. They still function totally fine. That's a good thing to learn. <laughs> I feel like a lot of families are probably in a whole different place anyway, because if both parents work or if you're a single parent, yeah. works, then you yeah, just being have home to with figure your kids it out. all day isn't even an option. So. Well, that's the thing. Like both of my parents did work. 
full time. And <laughs> I I remember back like in the middle of the day, I would call my mom probably like five to ten times a day. And I'm Say sure what? she was just, Hey mom, can I have can I have some ice cream? Hey mom, <laughs> can I am I good to have three frozen burritos instead of two? Like <laughs> just the small things like that, right? But and, and we you never, actually called about all that stuff? Yeah. We never called my dad. <laughs> Because my mom was, you know, she was the one we went to to make the final decision. Huh. <laughs> hey, mom, can I eat a spoonful of this Crisco? Because I knew if I, if I if I was going Gross. to my dad, he'd probably, I don't know, maybe he'd be angry with me for calling him and taking him away from work. <laughs> but I knew my mom wouldn't do that. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and that is something to realize and understand is that even if you are home, that doesn't mean that you have to spend all the time with your kids. Even if, because there are families out there, just like you're saying, that are single parent families and the parent works. So the kids are in childcare, daycare, or they're in camps or whatever. Like they make it work during the summer, right? Their schedule doesn't change at work 99% of the time. They just change what happens for the kids. And I think when you're a stay at home mom or a stay at home parent in general, that's sometimes you get in that mindset, well, I, I need to be home. I should be with them. I should be the one making all the plans and making sure they're not bored and all these things. And really, we can change that mindset and let it go. It makes me think this call that I was just on right before we started recording today, we're all working from home. And there was four of us on this call. And one of the guys, his daughter, she looked probably about eight or nine, in the Zoom call comes up to give him a kiss and he stopped her and he said, oh, I'm on a call right now. And I think we need to change our mindset as a whole. Like, it's okay yeah. to see kids in the Zoom calls and just love them. Yeah. And I don't think a day goes by in our job, Matt, that we don't see kids on a Zoom call. And that's very true. And it was shocking for me mm-hmm. the first week of, oh my gosh, how do these people... A couple things, one of which was... I'm sure Steve was mortified. (laughs) I'd never seen that because working for Marriott, like, that's not a thing. You don't see, I mean... Kids and babies. Kids at work. It just wasn't something I was used to. And that's not something we could have brought our kids into. And even when I had conference calls with people, it was not. Anyway, it 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 was new to me. But I love that that is such a culture that you have built in this company is if you need to multitask, go for it. Like... Yep. You're getting your work done. It's not going to bother us if you're holding a baby at the same time or however you make it work. Like, but it's because family is again, family is real and your children are real. And just because we're at work doesn't mean we're still not family. And that's, I mean, and I like that, like, we all know dang well, we work because we have a life we want to live, not the other way around. Right. Like, so clearly allowing people to put their life first and their family first is is awesome. Yeah. But again, I think, again, we need to, as a society, we, I think we're doing a really good job, but we still need to change our mindsets a little bit of being un, more understanding of there's more people working from home. That means there's more kids that are going to be in the picture. And that's okay. So you're saying it should be acceptable for your eight-year-old to come kiss you goodbye while you're on a... Absolutely. Yeah. And it should be welcome. And if somebody on that Zoom call gets mad because of that, shame on them. Right. I agree. 
I like this. <laughs> the direction this took and that idea. I, because what a game changer for so many moms, right? Mm-hmm. To think, oh, I could be a stay-at-home mom and I could create a business or and I could work from home or outside the home. And I think that's a shift we're taking, but it's been a long time coming that women don't carry that guilt for staying at home or like not wanting to stay at home and be with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So some key takeaways to setting yourself up for a good summer co-parenting. And it's never going to go perfect. There's always things that come up, but to negate some of that and to take some of the anxiety out of it is I have written down, get creative, find things that will make those weeks fun for you and for the kids. Like find camps, find family, find friends that you can schedule things out with so that you know what's going to happen. Then kids know what's going to happen. They have something to look forward to. You have something to look forward to. You know, what's interesting about this is that thinking about just planning it out. Mm -hmm. Sarah, for example, every single time she comes (laughs) back into our care. Okay. What's the plan for the week? Yeah. Like she wants to know the plan because she's looking for something to look forward to. Yeah. And without fail. No matter the second she gets in the car, all right, she goes, "How was your week?" And then she goes, "What do we have planned this week?" <laughs> when I what think, is, what is she wanting to hear? I think like she fun also, things or schedule or dinner plans matter. or just anything. I think hmm. she also wants to know what she can plan. Yeah, like when is time that she can plan with her friends and things like that. So she's looking for those opportunities. And that's as well. a good. I mean, that's a good skill to teach your kids. Is, yeah. Okay, here's some open time. You could do this, this, and this. Yeah. Like you make that choice. And that's something that they'll look forward to because they've made that choice. Make the plan. And that's one of the big things that I just think. Make a plan. Even if you're doing it weekly, maybe have a couple camps or something lined out, but make a plan weekly of, hey, I'm going to call. And I do this. I'm going to call Penny's friends to see if they can come over this day, this day, and this day because I need to get these things done. And if I know she has a friend here, I can go to the office and work. She plays. We're all good. That little brat can be out of my hair. <laughs> it's not like that. I just want her to feel like she has a friend to play with. Or I'm even kidding. I say, hey, go down to grandma's. Like, go hang out with grandma for a bit. Just things like that. Another, because it takes another that perk stress. that we have, and it's a blessing, that we have grandparents so close. Yes. And family so close. It makes so. a huge difference. And then honestly communicate the things you're feeling to your partner and also to your co-parent if needed. Obviously, Matt and I don't, we don't have to say everything to Anne that's going on on our weeks, but we try to communicate some of the things to Steve. Like if I'm feeling anxious about something, I usually tell Steve about that. Hey, this week's stressing me out. He's gotten this text a couple of times. I'm stressed. This is what I'm stressed about. Can you take Penny or whatever you need to keep her the full time like don't ask me to switch things like that just so that he knows where i'm at (laughs) like literally i've done that right you get those texts every so often yeah but just communicate those things of saying hey i need a break or hey this this is this dynamic is stressing me out can we make a plan around that is there something we can do to help everybody another thing we didn't talk about is getting the kids to work like finding opportunities for them to work and this is an advantage we have because we can literally send them to Matt's work and Steve works there now too and have the kids work for a few hours, but also just things around the house or figuring out ways weeds. they can make money. Yeah, the weeds Pull are weeds. at our house are out of control. That's another great way to keep them busy. They might complain, but also 
if they're making money or if they're just contributing, sometimes they get excited and you don't realize that they're going to. Not Penny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just looking at Steve and our discussion last week. She picked up 32 poops this week. Ooh. $5.25 worth of dog poop. (laughs) (laughs) Good for her. But there are things like that. And honestly, once Penny and Sarah get going cleaning their bedrooms or anything, it's like they can't stop. They love it. I know, Steve, you won't agree with this. But Penny will like get into organizing like crazy. And once she's organizing, it's... One of them is a little faster than the other, though. (laughs) Well, one of them does it on a weekly basis. (laughs) (laughs) Not Penny. (laughs) But... Just think of those things. Change what were you going to say, Steve? The sh- your shift in your thinking. Just going to share a follow-up story to last week's, just a couple weeks ago episode, I guess it will be, about Penny washing her dishes. She made herself breakfast the other day and dirty to plate and a fork. And I said, hey, you need to wash your dishes before we go. And she's like, I don't have time. And I'm like, well, you better make time <laughs> because I'm not letting you leave those sitting on the counter. So she like, be, I was like, you have a fork and a plate. It should take you 37 seconds. I'm going to go wait in the car while you wash your dishes. Six minutes later, <laughs> she's in the car and was tardy for school. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't get mad about it. Didn't even say anything. Just said, you are washing those before you go to school. I'll wait for you in the car. There you go. And I think they're, you know, you have to... She had to deal with the consequences of yeah. being late. Like, it's on her. That's her issue. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good luck, all of you families this summer. We've had a lot it's of It's going to be amazing. Home. It is going to be amazing. And like I said, make, make some simple plans. Even if you don't have money to spend, you can figure out ways to get the kids involved, to get them doing things. There's usually scholarships you can get for camps or help financially. Just try to make those things happen so that you can go into the summer feeling less anxious and then you get to enjoy it more. Where do you find these camps? The city usually. City organizations like the rec program. The YMCA has lots of camps. I would, yeah, I would check your city. I would check the YMCA and just any community resources. There's lots of things out there. Even like. Like Boise, I don't know about other places, offer free lunch in the park and free breakfast a lot of time. And so that's a fun thing to even yeah, make that. that yeah, day. we used to do that. And Penny hated the lunches, but we still went because it was fun. There were friends there. It's the social aspect. Yeah. So figure out those things. Make them work. Find yeah. opportunities. Don't like uh, Some of the Job Corps organizations have Probably. volunteering things where kids can come and volunteer. I'm sure they do. Yeah. So go make a plan. Make it work. You've got this. All right. All good things. <laughs> All good things. Anything else you guys want to say today? No, I think that's it. All right. Have a great summer. Have a great week. Oh. Oh, and a great week. One last thing I was going to say. Whoa. Whoa. Did I get so loud there? Yes. <laughs> if you want help making those mindset shifts, if there's something like this where you're like, okay, I need to think about how I'm doing this in a different way or how I'm telling my what I'm telling myself about the situation, go pick up my free workbook. It's called Change Your Story, Change Your Life. In there, that's what I talk about and how to help you identify what it is you need to start shifting. It's free. 
it's a it's downloadable. You can have it as soon as you go click on the link. Go check it out. The link is in our show notes, and it is www. The bold logic. I think there's three W's. What did I say? <laughs> www. Just go to boldlogic.com. The bold, you can just type slash. in theboldlogic.com forward slash free workbook. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Here at Husband in Law and The Bold Logic, we believe that there are six values that can really make your relationship amazing and take it to the next level. Those values are love, appreciation, acceptance, kindness, respect, and understanding. Today, I wanted to give you guys a challenge for appreciation. We want you guys to go and let somebody know that they're appreciated today. That can be as simple as sending a text, writing a letter, making a phone call. Maybe you pick up something special for them at the grocery store, just something small to let them know that you're thinking about them and you appreciate what they're doing. We've encouraged you to do this before and we are going to extend this challenge again. Go do it today. A little appreciation goes a long way.